Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Very good. Today is Tuesday, May 31st, last day of May. Years flying by. I think so. I think the summer's going to fly by too as in days of yore. Uh, yeah. Seems like I have a lot of stuff planned for the summer already. So um I was thinking as I sat down that I wonder what I have to think about or talk about or anything this morning. Uh, um yeah so I got through the uh the major beat of digging bodies out of the rubble which um Dorinda agrees is an appropriate dramatic beat <laughs> and now I'm doing final final reveal um which I'm not entirely sure what it is still <laughs> fuck my life there something in my eye. I don't know what it was. So I'm at um, 94,000 words on storm princess. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, still have to do this final scene. Then my four epilogues. So it's going to be longer than 98,000 words unless I want my epilogues to be only a thousand words each which I just think isn't going to happen. But but there's time. So um yesterday I got almost 3000 words 2600 something. So maybe I'll get 3000 today. Well, well, I don't have a lot in my head this morning. I was thinking about um this trope. I, I almost feel like I want another word for it. It's like a ah, this thing in my eye is still bugging me. All right we'll see if that works. So I don't know is it a cliche it's it's like a default construction a default construction that I see some authors fall into that and and it's something I've complained about before and and I think that we just get so programmed to accept this that it becomes like a a knee jerk storytelling crutch default construction. I I would call it cliche because it is a little bit but I feel like this goes beyond that. Anyway I should say what I'm talking about. Uh I think that um it's this thing where you have 
one female character where you have like a group of men and one female character and you know we just see it come up all the time and I think we're so used to it that we don't think about it but the book that I'm currently reading and this series that I'm I've been loving I mean it's been a great reread it, it's weird I <laughs> some of these books I think I read half of them and not anymore or either that I stopped paying attention um I'm I am getting into the part of the series when I fell off of the series and I'm because I now I'm having to buy the books and and I'm glomming it I mean that's it's been great it's been great getting through the stressful times and um I'm learning a lot from how she does things like fight scenes she has so many more fight scenes than I do <laughs> and she does them in different ways so so that's been good I mean there's so many things I like but she has a real tendency to have a sole female character and all the rest are men and every once in a while it's like she'll drag in kicking and screaming another female and she'll be there a little while and then disappear again. And it's funny because you know obviously it's some sort of paranormal right because that's the normal thing that I read paranormal thing I read ha ha ha. So it's not like the standard reasons for not having female characters or more female characters matter because we're talking about you know like immortal beings with superpowers. So you could is easily have an equal why not even just an equal number of males and females but no she has way way more male characters. Sorry got distracted watching the hummingbird and it's we've got to quit doing this guys (laughs) um yeah we just need to have more female characters in books and I I think some of this comes from well okay so I'm going to do some broad generalizations here when men write it I think it's because it's easier to give distinct characteristics for them to male characters. So you know there's like the brainy guy and there's the suave guy and there's the big beefy guy. Uh, I rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy last night. Great show great show. Um, I love how that movie is done I see new clever jokes in it every time I watch it. Uh, I'm sort of resuming my Marvel rewatch I I'd fallen off of it for a while um, in in Winter Soldier there are things I really like about Winter Soldier but I don't love that movie I'm not sure why maybe some of you can tell me why um, I kind of get bored part way through it and so I that's what happened I like gotten an hour into it and then I had stopped watching it for some reason and then didn't go back. So I finished it and I was like this is fine. I don't know why I got bored I mean there there's some you know great bits I love the um, Captain America Black Widow interplay um, and Sebastian Stan 
does a great job as Winter Soldier. I don't know. I don't know what it is about that movie. Anyway, I finally made it through that and watched did my rewatch of Guardians of the Galaxy. But that's a classic example. And yeah, I know, you know, they're like reaching back to the old Marvel, um, not necessarily doing any gender swapping, which they probably could have, but your, your main team of guardians of the galaxy, right? Is you have, um, star Lord, right? And Peter Quill, who is a distinct character, right? He, he's probably one of the most rounded characters of the group. So you have star Lord, Peter Quill. Then you have the talking raccoon genetic experiment. Then you have Groot that who is the tree like being um and both of them seem distinctly male uh, even though there's no reason they're both voiced by male voice actors anyway and they're given male characteristics which you know like why does the tree have to have a gender uh and then you have Gamora who is the green skinned woman and then you have um I can't think of his name. It doesn't help for you guys to shout it at me because I cannot hear you. Um, you know who I mean? Big beefy guy, right? Who is very literal. So, so there's like our character types, right? (laughs) And Gamora is the female. And I know I've talked about this before, but it just starts to drive me crazy how often I see it. And (laughs) you know, it's even, um, you know, and, and so some of this comes from all of these stories that we've been reading all our lives. And I think that we default to that. So that's one reason. And then I think like in female driven stuff, when female writers are writing for maybe for female readers too, that there's the, you know, not like other girls thing that this is how you make your female character stand out and be special if there are no other female characters around, which is just irritating. Now, so it's interesting at a polycon, um, coming up at the end of July, one of my travel things there, uh, I filled out my form for the panels for that. And there, one of them is about female friendships and stuff. So I, I hope that'll um, be interesting to hear that panel. I know that more and more readers are asking for that, you know, for books that are about the female solidarity. Um, you know, a lot of times when there are other female characters in the books, the ones that are there are a source of jealousy or competition, um, (laughs) or they're evil. So, which is okay. I mean, every once in a while I see someone saying, oh, well, we shouldn't have any female villains because well, for reasons, I, I don't even understand all the reasons people think that it's like misogynistic and I almost think it's more egalitarian, right? You know, women are as capable of evil as men, right? We can be just as terrible. (laughs) I don't, 
not quite an argument a debate um, with my friend Jim last week at writer coffee because I was talking about we were talking about war and gender we were talking about the, the shootings and I said that I thought that young men tended to be biologically driven to be more aggressive that young women have you know all the hormones and the energy and so forth but it tends to channel in a different direction than physical aggression and he he said that he didn't wasn't sure he agreed that you know he said well do you really think that biology drives our behavior that much and I said yeah I do I I think it's a combination you know the nature and nurture debate uh, but yeah and and the thing is is that he is a very gentle man and he is not a physically aggressive person in any way but you know I was like you know there's a reason why they have military academies for boys and not so much for girls you know sure girls get into trouble and girls act out and do shit and there's like girls schools and stuff but it's not that military structure and I don't know maybe that's a programming thing too maybe maybe girls are just so relentlessly programmed to be nice that we don't get into physical aggression but I'm not sure I believe it I think that there's certain I do think that our biology drives us to a certain extent that we have to remember that we are more than our bodies that we are also intellectual and spiritual beings but uh, you know those hormones and that biological drive that's why I was saying to Jim I said you know that drive to be heard bull I think is responsible for a whole lot of stuff and you know garner as many females as you can and rule the other bachelor males I've just um, known too many guys like that Wow. so so anyway I, I feel like this is something we re- really need to deliberately work on is um, I, I have no problem with having female villains but I think that there should be strong female relationships that are not competitive and not jealous and that I would just love to see new books being written we won't worry about the old books but going back and adding in or making it be just a a balance you know and I know a lot of people are working on that having you know more diverse characters having characters that are you know maybe of no gender or binary um, or I'm sorry not binary <laughs> I cannot talk non-binary and B what's wrong with me today I was going I was trying to, I was trying to say bisexual that was it non-binary bisexual too many buys I got hung up um, but yeah that's I think that doesn't Groot later isn't baby Groot turn out to be like genderless or female or something I'll have to see on the rewatch so anyway it's just working against that story trope um, and I know I've talked about it before but I'm not going to stop talking about it until you guys fix it <laughs> so um, 
yeah, I don't think I have much else to say. Um, I've, I've kind of got this, this swelling in my brain, uh, figuring out what this final reveal is going to be. Yeah. And then, so the question is, do I go back and do my revision before the epilogues or do I write the epilogues? I think I'll just see how I feel. All right. Well, instead of that babbling about nothing, I think I'll go get to work and, um, I hope you all have a wonderful Tuesday, short week in the U S if you had yesterday off and, uh, yeah, gonna be fun week for me building up. So I will talk to you all. Oh, on Thursday, you all take care. Bye-bye.